When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today I want to look at fantasy football, specifically some sleepers and breakouts to look out for in your fantasy football draft. Also, we'll do a quick preview of the Washington football team first preseason game versus the New England Patriots this week. We have a good episode coming, so let's get it started. We'll start with quarterbacks and, you know, it's hard to think of a quarterback that's been in the league almost 10 years or, or 10 years as a sleeper, but I'm going with Cam Newton from the New England Patriots. I know, you know, a lot of people are down on him after last year. I think he's a guy that works incredibly hard and a guy that still has a lot of talent. And last year, he, the, you know, the cards were sacked against him with him contracting COVID with, you know, really, really lack of weapons to throw to last year. Um, so I think, you know, this year, with an improved offensive line, with improved additions of Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Kendrick Bourne, um, Nelson Aguilar, I think it's really going to help Cam. He's going to have a second year in offense with Josh McDaniels, which is a, you know, a complicated offense. He'll have more time to learn the playbook, a whole fresh offseason on the playbook. No distractions. So I think Cam is a guy, you know, some... And, you know, when fantasy perspective, he's going to run the ball. And that's what, you know, that's going to give you some easy points at fantasy um, with the rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So I think Cam's a guy, you know, if he's able to stay healthy and play all year for the New England Patriots, I think he'd be a top 15 fantasy quarterback. And, you know, that might sound bullish, but I think, you know, he's still a good player. It's not, he's not like he's that old. I think he's 31, 32 years old. So Cam's a guy that I think is a sleeping, you know, sleeper quarterback. Obviously, you wouldn't have to draft him high. You would have maybe later in the draft, if at all. So Cam is a guy that I would definitely try to target if you're just trying to get, you know, a cheaper quarterback, at least or a QB2 to keep on your roster. For a breakout, I got Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he had a really good, you know, start to the year last year before his torn ACL. I'm really high on Joe. Um, obviously, had a great year at LSU, his senior year. And um, I love his weapon, Cincinnati. I'm, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Jamar Chase. If you listen to the past podcasts and building that rapport with him or, you know, regaining that rapport that I had at LSU is going to be huge for those two. Um, they already have T. Higgins, who is a great, had a great rookie year. and It's going to be even better in year two. Tyler Boyd's a elite slot receiver in this league, a couple thousand yard season under his belt. So it's Joe Mixon as well to take pressure off from the run game. So Burrow's a guy that I think, you know, can be a borderline QB1 um, for this, you know, upcoming fantasy season. He's a guy that, um, I think consistently can throw for 250 or 300 yards a game and a couple touchdowns as well. Another sleeper I'll throw at you there is really Justin Fields from the Bears. It really depends on how quickly he's going to play. He's another guy that I like just because of his legs. He's going to bring that added element of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Um, he's going to prepare. He's a really, really smart, cerebral quarterback um, during his time at Iowa State. He's not going to be perfect. He's going to have some growing pain. So um, definitely not a guy that I would hold my hat on. But I think if you're looking for a spot start and you know, have a good matchup for Justin Fields, I think he's going to be a guy that might flash one week where he gives you 30 points, but there's going to be other weeks where he – gives you three points so um really again just more of a guy that i think if he hits his rhythm could be a good player more probably more like a dynasty league or 2022 season but um fields is another guy to you know think of moves to the running backs um i mentioned him in the washington Bowl, uh, in the ravens fantasy football podcast but antonio gibson's gonna be a breakout running back this year i think he's gonna be an rb1 
I think he's at least going to lead in a, eclipse a thousand yards rushing, double digit rushing touchdowns. I mean, he had 11 last year in less than 16 games, and now he's not a game this year. So, um, and his receiving is only going to tick up. I think he's going to get close to 40, 50 receptions. Um, he had, was a quality receiver at Memphis. That's, you know, he was his main position at Memphis. So um, I think Gibson's really going to take off. Um, I love the way he's developing as a runner, the way he hits his, you know, lanes and hits his holes, doesn't hesitate anymore. He sees the cutbacks. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson's a guy that I think, like I said, maybe 1,200 yards rushing, 600 yards receiving. I think he easily get 1,800 yards from scrimmage and, you know, 15-plus touchdowns. Another breakout would be DeAndre Smith, Swift and the Lions. I was really high at him, high on him at Georgia. Um, really good out of the backfield, good runner as well. I mean, Georgia's produced some really good running backs, you know, of late with Todd Gurley, um, you know, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb and stuff, guys like that. So I think Swift's the guy that, you know, they're going to lean on. I know they signed Jamal Williams in the offseason for the Packers, but I think he's going to be more play that same role he did in Green Bay as the Robin to Aaron Jones, but who the Robin to DeAndre Swift in Detroit. So Swift is another guy that I would like, you know, maybe in that fourth or fifth round area. Um, could be an RB1 as well, but I think he is a RB2. A sleeper will be running back Michael Carter from the New York Jets. He's a rookie this year, but he had 1,000 yards last year in North Carolina. This is more opportunity-based. The Jets don't really have many running backs ahead of him that I see as quality guys that he should should be playing ahead of. You know, Mike Carter's a little kind of almost like a bowling ball at North Carolina. Had a really nice year, like I said, over 1,000 yards. Um, good, tough runner. Good breakaway speed. And he's a guy that, you know, they're bringing that Kyle Shanahan type offense from the 49ers over to the Jets. And, you know, they always, they could pick anyone out, you know, get them 100 yards in a game. So I think Carter's really going to be a nice player for them. Um, maybe you can get him later towards the draft. But he's a sleeper that I think, if he's not starting for them day one, I think he's a starting running back for them by, you know, week four or five. Uh, another breakout would be David Montgomery. And, you know, he did kind of have a breakout last year. He had a really nice second half of the year. But I want to see that sustained. He's a really, really, physical type runner um he's gonna try to run you over um good goal good goal line guy to have i think montgomery is gonna be an rb1 this year consistently because he really wasn't one last year till the last four or five weeks of the season and i think they're gonna lean on him especially with whoever's playing quarterback whether it's andy Dalton or justin field so i think montgomery is another good guy to have last eight running back will be another sleeper aj Dillon from the packers and yes they they did lock up aaron jones this past offseason but A.J. Dillon's a freaking beast when it comes to the way he looks. He's 6'2", 240, runs a 4'4". Um, he needs to get some more touches, at least just to easy the bur- ease the burden on um, Aaron Jones. And he's really taken over that role that Jamal Williams had the Lions. So Dillon's going to be a guy, you know, maybe to keep an eye on, keep roster him. Again, he's not even going to be the RB1 on his team. But if Aaron Jones goes down... I think Dylan could easily step in as an RB too. So uh, maybe you draft him at, at the end of the draft, or you know, just a guy to keep on on the waiver wire. But AJ Dylan is another guy to um, you know consider when you're looking at that you know deeper running back position. Moving on, wide receiver. Uh, my first one is a breakout, and that's uh, CD Lamb, wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys. And you know, watch football team fans are not going to hear, it, but CD Lamb is about to be unleashed. Uh, you know, he, he I think he's a DeAndre Hopkins type clone and he's an absolute monster if anyone's been seeing social media he's consistently jumping over everyone in dallas cowboys training camp but that you know the cowboys corners are pretty suspect but either way i love cd cd lamb coming out of oklahoma I was really hurt when the dallas picked him in the first round because i knew they got a freaking stud so um you know lamb's a guy that is just an acrobat in the air really good after the catch doesn't go down easily I mean, he had 935 yards last year and five touchdowns, and that was when Dak, you know, only played a, really over a quarter of the season. So with him back, 
I mean, CeeDee Lamb's easily going to get 1,000 yards and close to 10, 10 touchdowns. He's just that talented. So he's a guy to have. I think he could be a wide receiver one in fantasy pretty pretty early on in the year. Another breakout would be another second-yard second yard receiver, Jerry Duty from the Denver Broncos, 856 yards, three touchdowns last year. Um, he's a super freaking talented guy. Love the way he runs at, uh, runs his routes. He plays in the slot, plays in the outside. Um, he has a problem with drops, and that's obviously a big thing when it comes to wide receivers. Definitely concentration base because he has some great hands when, you know, most of the time. So you're going to have to clean that up. As obviously his quarterback situation is a little up in the air, whether it be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. But Jerry Judy is another guy I was really high on last year in the first round. I really have no idea why Henry Huggs went before CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, but that's the Raiders for you. But, um, you know, Judy is a guy that um, is only going to get better. And I think with Cortland Sutton healthy on that other side, Judy's going to gonna break up one more more one-on-one coverage for Jerry Judy. Another guy that I think will easily eclipse a 1,000 yards could be a wide receiver, too, for you in fantasy. Next, we Brandon Ayuk from San Francisco 49ers, another breakout candidate. At 750 yards, about 700, well, 748 yards exactly, and five touchdowns last year for San Francisco 49ers. And that was with, obviously, some rotation quarterback play, some injuries of his own. So he's another guy, if, you know, Jimmy G6 stays uh, healthier or Trey Lance takes over, I think he's going to build a rapport with either one. Ayuk's a really talented, explosive player, um, he had, I think he had a touchdown last year where he jumped over a guy to get into the end zone. So he's really athletic. Like I said, really explosive, um, fast, good hands. Um, I think he's going to be their one, the number one receiver over there. I think he's better than Debo Samuel, at least a more complete receiver, in my opinion. So Ayuk's a guy that another one I think could be a wide receiver, too, in fantasy reflected, at least a flex play, but I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. Another would be Darnell Mooney from the Bears, another second-year receiver. You know, he was a fifth-round pick last year. He was a steal, 631 yards and four touchdowns. Um, you know, skinny, wiry guy, but, you know, great speed, um, really good at the, off the line of scrimmage, constantly wins there, um, and has no problem beating press. So I think he's really going to get better. It's going to help him learning from a guy like Aaron, um, Allen Robinson for another year. Um, eventually, he's going to probably be the Bears' one, number one receiver because it's like Allen Robinson is going to sign long-term with the Bears. So I think he's going to build a nice rapport with um, Andy Dalton or whether it be Justin Fields. So you know, I think it will be good for him. And I think, again, I think he's more of a flex play, but I think he's a guy that, you know, continually, continuously will have some nice games for Chicago. Um, then you have Nicole Hardman. Um, he's going to basically be the number two receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. They need him to be. They need him to set out. He's been more of a gadget player his first, you know, two years in the league. So, you know, Nicole is a guy that has track-like speed. You know, Mahomes is going to you know hit him deep a lot. You know, him and Tyreek is going to be a track team there like it usually is for them. But I, I see McCole is going to have some big games where he's going to have 150 yards receiving, but there's going to be some games where he you know only has 40 or 50. So um, he's, again, more of a flex play. But another guy to have, you know, maybe he does break it. Maybe Matt Mahomes brings even the, you know even more out of him. So McCole Hummer is another one to watch really just because of his situation, having weapons around him in Kansas City and, of course, you know, the greatest quarterback in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes. Last two are sleepers, you know, bricky guys that I like. Um, that's Rashad Bateman from the Baltimore Ravens. I mentioned him a little bit on the previous Washington Team Ravens football pro- podcast. Um, there was a clip this week where Bateman beautifully beat Marlon Humphrey, one of the top corners of the league, off the line on a go ball, made a, you know made the catch a try perfect. You know, if you're beating a guy like Marlon Humphrey, you, you're going to play in this league. You're going to be a you know darn good player in this league. So I was really high on him at Minnesota. Remind me of Allen Robinson. I think he's going to be the number one receiver in Baltimore. Almost instantly, I, I think Marquise Brown is 
usually hampered by injuries like he is right now with a hamstring injury. I think Bateman is a little banged up as well, but Marquise Brown's a little overrated in my opinion as well. He's not number one wide receiver in this league, but I think Bateman is. Um, maybe not for day one, but maybe by week eight or nine for the Baltimore Ravens. So um, as long as Lamar Jackson can hit him consistently and spread the ball around and, you know, Mark Andrews is that top option in the, in the receiving game right now. Maybe Bateman, you know, eclipses him. He's a big receiver that Lamar Jackson likes in the past. So He's another guy, if you're looking for a flex play, sleeper play, I would definitely try to take him because he's going to have a – or another your dynasty, dynasty league if you're in because I think he'd be a really good play in 2022. Last sleeper wide receiver would be Rondell Moore, wide receiver from the Cardinals. Um, yeah, right now he has Christian Kirk and A.J. Green ahead of him. Obviously, he's not going to take any rest from DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league. But Rondell Moore is a guy that was absolute stud his freshman year at Purdue, over 100 yards – excuse me, 100 catches – thousand yards um he's been hurt a little bit last couple years but he's basically a little dynamite packed in a um bowling ball basically he's just so you know i think he's five six but he runs like a four four very explosive um he's gonna be a tear when the ball in his hands i think they're gonna get the ball in 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 a lot of ways um screens jet sweeps you know slants go ball so Ron Moore is a guy he's ta- he's more talented than christian kirk and obviously at different stages of his career than aj green so i think Ron Moore is a guy that um, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are going to fall in love with. So that's another guy that I would keep an eye on for the Cardinals as maybe as a flex play for you as well. Lastly, just going to talk about a few tight ends. Um, breakout, you know, is going to be Kyle Pitts. Yes, he's a rookie. I don't think he's a sleeper because I think Kyle Pitts is the best tight end to come in this league in 15, 20 years. Um, he's a stud. I mean, he, he's going to threaten a thousand yards this year in Atlanta, especially with Julio Jones on that offense anymore. You know, him and Calvin Murray, the top receivers in that, in that system, Matt Ryan, obviously is a proven veteran quarterback who's going to be able to get in the ball consistently. So Kyle Pitts is going to threaten, you know, eight to 10 touchdowns, thousand yards. Um, he's a tight end one. I think he's, you know, right below guys like Kittle, Kelsey, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews. So Pitts is the top five, six tight end to have in fantasy. Um, another sleeper would be Brevin Jordan from the Texans. This might be a little more of a shot in the dark because the Texans don't really have many good tight ends, and I don't see him better than, really than Brevin Jordan. I liked him at Miami. He went further in the draft, dropped further in the draft than I would expect it. He was a good quality player at Miami, a good H tight end. Um, I think he's going to do well. Whoever's playing quarterback for them right now looks like it's going to be Tyrod Taylor. So I think Brevin Jordan is going to have a nice year. I think tight end might be a little, another position that's not consistently good. So if you need someone maybe in a pinch and a matchup base, Brevin Jordan could be that. Um, and lastly, it would be a sleeper, you know, maybe a slash breakout would be Adam Troutman from the tight end for the Saints. He's basically going to be their tight end one there this year. Um, I did a lot of film on him at Dayton in that small school that he was. He was dominating that competition, which you would expect for a guy that's going to play in the NFL. You've got to dominate D3 guys. So Troutman has a lot of ability. Um, he had really good hands, had a knack for the big catch. Um, had a couple one-handed catches there at Dayton. He's a guy that's going to, you know, really use his physical presence to dominate smaller defenders. And I think, you know, having Sean Payton there, get a lot out of him. And I think Jameis Winston would do a good job getting him in the ball. I think Trauma is a guy that can, you know, take a nice step this year and maybe be at least a tight end too for you. You know, moving on to the preseason game, you know, watch football team against the New England Patriots. Um, it's awesome. We're talking about real football again. Um, first game, uh, you know, of the preseason, August 12th, Thursday night. Um, really, I don't, th- I don't expect the starters to play much, um, if at all, uh, I don't think it's really Ron MO. Um, they might play, you know, week two or whatever, but, um, I, I don't expect to play too much. Uh, I, I see Taylor Heineke probably getting a lot of run with, um, and maybe Steven and of course, Steven Montez, I don't think Alan, Alan's going to play. He's been iffy the last couple of days or weeks. 
with his ankle injury. So I think those two predominantly get the quarterback action. I'm excited to see Jared Patterson get some run, see if he's got a chance to make this team. I think you know he's going to be that fan favorite that you know guys fall in love with in preseason because I could see him you know running six seven yards. People you know love him, want him, can't see him not making the team. So I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see if De'Ami Brown plays or not. I think if he doesn't play, I think that's a really good sign that they see him as, you know, a borderline starter this year and someone they don't want to really, you know, risk getting hurt. Even if he does play, I think he's still going to be a good part, big planner for this, you know, be part of the game plan this year. But I'd love to see him play in action. Um, I think it's really cool to you know, see a guy like that with that speed, that deep threat ability to, you know, be another up-and-coming wide receiver for this team. Uh, going to look at the wide receivers that show up in the back end, like Steven Sims Jr.'s, Tony Guinea-Golden, Kevin Harmon's, Isaiah Wright's, Zach Mills of the team. I really want to see who separates himself. Obviously, they're going to be playing against lesser competition, but you know, either way, you want them to make some plays. Because if they're not making plays against those guys, they're not going to make plays against you know ones in, when it comes on you know Sundays when it counts. So really want to see AGG make some you know impact plays, Steven Sims Jr., um, even Kevin Harmon, see how he reacts from his you know torn ACL. So I'd be excited to see them. Take a look at the tight ends rotation. Uh, I know John Bates has been, you know, okay so far. The rookie out of Boise State. Going to see the fan favorite, Samus Reyes. Hopefully see how, you know, first time we're seeing him in live action. That'd be a really good opportunity for him. Um, again, I think he's more of a practice guy guy, but it would be really nice to see uh, him and, you know, get some, you know, game reps. Really looking to see Sadiq Charles and Sam Cosme. Guys that could be started this year, could be started in 2022. Um, Cosby's had to, you know, go through the ringer going against Chase Young and Montez Sweat every day. See how he does against really probably inferior competition because those guys are two of the best in the NFL. Want to see other technique base, see if they're, you know, how their strength is playing up. Want to see Sadiq Charles stay healthy. I'm excited to see those two guys. Want to look at the defensive rotation and with the rookies, you know, William Bradley, excuse me, William Bradley King, um, the seventh rounder from Baylor, Shaka Tony, the seventh rounder from Penn State, um, Jay Smith Williams, who I mentioned on last week's podcast, Casey Tuhill, um, who was picked off the practice squad from the Eagles last year. I want to see how they, those guys do. Cause I mean, I think it's now the realm possibility to potentially bring in another defense end. Cause then these guys are proven. They need to, you know, another good third or fourth D end to rotate with Montez and chase young, um, you know, and God forbid they get hurt. You know, need someone else that you know, could step in and provide some quality rushes. So um, really want to see those, you know, how those guys compete and how the guys are progressing, because if not, they're going to have to look into outside help. Maybe a guy like Everson Griffin, to, you know, bring up off the street. I'm really excited to see James and Davis play if he does, but again, he might not play because he's going to be a starter more than likely. I want to see Kalik Hudson in more action. I'm really, you know, I'm intrigued by him. I love his special teams ability, but he's a smaller linebacker, but I think he can almost play a little bit with that Buffalo nickel situation because of his speed and athleticism. Um, I'd love to see him get some more run at linebacker. He didn't get that much last year. Um, and secondary wise, you got excited to see Benjamin St. Juice. I expect him to see him play. Um, he obviously had a really nice mini camp, not as, you know, flashy training camp, but, you know, that's going to come, and I'm sure he's still going to be a really good player for this team and get more reps and reps and continue to get better. And then, you know, the other cornerbacks fighting for jobs, Andy Johnson, Troy Abke, uh, you know, Jimmy Mullins to an extent, but I think Jimmy's making the team, obviously, and then even Greg Stroman. But see how, see how Abke does at cornerback for the first time. Obviously, safety wasn't where he was finding any success, so let's see what he does at corner. Excited to see Derek Forrest at safety, um, the sixth-rounder from Cincinnati, excuse me, fifth-rounder. You know, he's a guy that really is going to have to make his hand on special teams and make this team right away. Um, more of a strong safety at Cincinnati, but I think they're trying to see if he can play some free. Um, but again, he's another guy that was a hard hitter, really good, at, you know, at the line of scrimmage. So let's see how he does in some, you know, live live action in the Washington ball team uniform. And lastly, the most important thing preseason is come out healthy. Make sure everyone comes out healthy. 
Um, no major injuries, guys that, you know, will still be nothing to hinder their opportunities for making this team. And, of course, if starters play, you know, definitely wouldn't only anything happen to them. So that's the main goal of preseason is, you know, get better and come out healthy. Well, with that, I'll conclude this Roam Around League episode. Fantasy football drafts are ongoing and coming up, so I hope some of the guys I mentioned help help you with your drafts. I think there will be some gems on this list, hopefully. Your live football is back, so I hope everyone enjoys the Washington football team game versus the Patriots. Next week, I'll be back to recap the action. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanRoundLeague. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.